KZOZ FM San Luis Obispo. Rockin' and talking With Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. We're really starting to make some movement over here on the fans-only fingernail auction. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm two dollars. We were we were at a dollar yesterday. We're up to two dollars now. But so, how much is the mason jar going to cost? How much is the twine going to cost? How I'm not much doing a mason jar. I'm doing things cool. might be a little different. A little different. That that cool little label that's got, got a chalkboard on it, so you could write on <laughs> it, Jeremy's fingernails. We saw a girl. She's 24 years old. She's a big girl, and she sells her 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 farts and her feet sweat on uh, fans only. And my wife gives me a hard time because I have this thing that it's a bad habit that I take. Bite my nails, or I pick them, I pull them off, and I leave them. I clip them. I leave them on the on the tray. Sometimes I don't always get it in the waste. On the tray, on the tray. Well, I have a little tray next to my chair. See, it's uh, it's like one of those little tables that goes under. It doesn't matter. But uh, normally, I have a garbage can right there. But since we moved into the new house, it's not there. So sometimes I forget to throw them away, and then they're there, and then she gives me a hard time. So uh, hey, if people are selling farts and feet sweat, why wouldn't I be able to sell some fingernails? Uh, See, Street Sweeper's writing in. He says he's going to throw in his uh, Jeremy in a bikini koozie uh, to fit in the jar. Oh, oh, Ooh. I see, to fit the jar okay. inside of. Okay. I wasn't well, going to do might, a jar, though. I was just going to do like a Ziploc bag. That might drive up the price. A Ziploc bag and an em- envelope. Because it Why tell- don't you just do the jar? Because the jars the jar. are too expensive. It's- but you're lazy. This is the lazy guy's way to it. You're never going to get what you could possibly get unless you were. Listen, you're a bad businessman. Do you understand that if somebody's only giving me two dollars and I got to go buy a jar and then I got to mail the jar? It's well, going to be I understand way that. More, I understand that. Money. But but you need to, to make you money. need to you need to present it, then show it to people, and then that will drive up the cost of it. Well, yeah. If I you add be- the koozie, I think it's very smart for Brian because if if you if you add the koozie. Mm-hmm. To it, then that 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 increases its volume a, a little bit. You know, my son does the same thing you do. He picks off his fingernails, but instead of putting them on the tray, whatever the tray is, what do I you mean a, the tray? It's like a side table. It's 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 a little side table. I call it a tray. It's like made of like a teak wood, and it sits on like a cast iron thing. It's 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 not like a TV. How many tray. people? How many people are picking their fingernails right now? Because we're talking about picking their fingernails. You're looking at your nails. You're like biting. I always get it started with a bite, and then I just finish it off. Because I am seriously picking my fingernails right now as I'm talking about you and my son picking the fingernails. He just throws them on the ground. Oh God, yeah, my that would not so, go over very well. So I'll just be sitting there uh, on the ground. Like uh, maybe I'm putting together a a Lego or something like that for him, and uh, he <laughs> I'll look down and I'm like, oh, where's this fingernail come from? <laughs> so gross. What is it? What other gross things does your kid do? And did he get that from you or your wife? You don't even want to know. I mean, no, he does that on his own. I mean, I I I, I pick my fingernails, yes, but I don't throw them on the ground. Yeah, I don't think I ever did anything gross as a Except kid. I mean, once, everybody picks I, their nose every once in a while. So actually, in a roundabout way, maybe he got it from me. Because once he picked it off and he went to hand it to me, but I was in the middle of doing something. And 
he said, "What do you? Here's my fingernail." And I said, "I'll just throw it on the ground." <laughs> I couldn't be bothered with it at that time. Great teachable the moment there to say, "Listen, nobody wants your fingernails. Go put it in the trash can over there, okay?" <laughs> I was in the middle of painting, or put it in your sister's hair. You, those are your <laughs> options. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't put that out there. No, I'm just kidding. That'll but, start World War III. I know. They they uh, they seem like they get along pretty good, though, right? I mean, they don't seem to bother each other too yeah, much. Yeah, they're best friends. Or, they're best friends. I mean, they get in fights. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, they, sure. they're best friends. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. Anyways, uh, so it's rolling right now. By the way, you can uh, check this out over on our Facebook page. Follow us there, at Jeff and Jeremy. We have an Instagram page, too. You can follow us there, at Jeff and Jeremy, on Instagram. Text the program or call anytime, 805-543-3693. Big Gas Grab still going on. You're listening for back-to-back songs from the same artist. If you hear that, text the word gas in. If we call you back, just answer the phone, KZOZ Big Gas Grab, and that'll get you qualified for our next drawing, which is coming up this Monday for $500 in free gas, presented by Perry Ford Lincoln. Today, we've got more tickets to see Flogging Molly. That'll be about 840, and then Jim Gaffigan at 940. You can win those. We'll be right back. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning, 93.3 KZOZ. So let me ask you this, Jeff. Have you ever had your recycling or your garbage not picked up by the garbage company because maybe you, you, you didn't yes. put the can in the right spot? Or Yes, I have. Um, once here, meaning in San Luis Obispo, they said that I did not leave enough space in between my garbage cans. Oh, I got, so I, they, I've got a notice about that, but they still so, picked it up. So they, they refused to pick it up because they were touching, um, because the arm in which it comes off the garbage can needs to be able to fit in between the two, and wow. if they can't get it to fit in between the two... Yeah, you're supposed to give like two guy, or three feet, right? Yeah, the guy can't get out of the garbage truck and um, and go and move it a couple feet over, or not even a couple feet, a couple inches over, right? and then he could do it because... Why God couldn't forbid he? That, Why couldn't he? God, God forbid that guy gets out of, of the of I mean, the, the model truck, back you know? in the day is before technology and arms. They oh, had a guy, two guys standing off the back, and they'd pick him and throw him. So now what you're telling me, the guy that's, that's driving when, the truck cannot get out of the truck, move something to do his job if it... Okay. Yes. That's when uh, garbage men were big, fit, you know, um, creatures... They, they, they'd have to lift up other people's garbage and they'd have to do it in a can without wheels on it. And then they would, they would take that can and then they'd toss it in the back of the yeah. truck and then they'd put the can down. Then they'd go on and do another one. It used to be a great job to keep yourself fit. Now it's just a lard ass's job. <laughs> I don't get it. So they didn't pick up my recycling because... Push a button. And I know you're not supposed to have plastic bags. We had a very nice lady, I don't remember her name now, come in from uh, the sanitation department in the city of San Luis Obispo or something. And we were talking about the do's and don'ts of recycling. And the problem with plastic bags is it gets all caught up in their machines. And you would think it's plastic. It should be recycled. But unfortunately, garbage bags are not supposed to be in there. So this black was hanging out of my recycling cycle bin which by the way at my house they only pick up every other week and it's that same size that you have but we only have and we never used to really yeah we used to fill it almost every week so now we got to go every other week and so i called him and i'm like what the heck i go i don't understand wasn't the recycle pickup day on friday and then she's like yeah but it says here in your notes that uh, your can had and i forget what the term she used was you know, it had plastic bags in it. We couldn't have it. We had pictures of it on the truck. And I said, well, it wasn't plastic bags. I go, I want to see the pictures. So um, she said, I'll send them to you and we'll send the truck back out. But it, there's going to be another fee on top of it. I go, no, no, I'm already paying a fee f- to do my recycling. You charge me and you didn't do your job. 
All right, I'm paying for something you didn't do. I'm not paying more. She goes, well, we have to send the truck back out. I go, not my fault. He made a bad call. If he would have got out of the truck and looked in the can, he would have noticed it wasn't plastic bags. It was actually Amazon packaging that was black that looked like a plastic bag. And I sent her a picture of it. And, oh, we can't take that. We can't have that as recycled. I go, well, where on it does it not say that you can't have a paper with a plastic insert uh, thing? You know, it's the bubble wrap stuff. Did you know you weren't supposed to recycle that? I always recycle it. I got to be honest with you. I, I put things, if yeah, I question I, it, <laughs> if I question it, I put it in recycling. So <laughs> bubble wrap, yes, I put it well, in Well, apparently I got a because driver that is on, you know, he is taking his job a little too serious, hall monitor, because he is just, he is not going to do it. And now I'm afraid he's going to be inspecting my recycling since I've raised, a, you know, a stink about them coming back out. And I got to really be careful. I will make sure, though, if it's questionable, that it's buried underneath stuff that is not questionable. So let's say. No, that's. Not- like, I've seen styrofoam before that has the recycling logo on it. Uh, so I'll take the styrofoam and I'll put it in the recycling because it's got the recycling logo. If anybody ever sniffs me out on it, I'll yeah. say, listen, yeah, but it's got it's, the logo on it. You actually have to do your it's, homework, and there's different numbers, got, and they tell you which numbers are approved it. and which aren't. Yeah. Quiet, quiet. It's got the logo <laughs> on it. If lose. it's got the logo on it, I'll stick it underneath the boxes that I know are recyclable. Who are you going to call? You get in a fight. Go, You're going to yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah, if you, Ghostbusters. You, you can't cancel them. They're the only game in town, so you're screwed. So the garbage company has you by the... They you know, do. It's just, they really it do. It me off. So anyways... So, I would be fuming mad if I were you right now. I was until I just got a call. And um, they told me that they're going to send the truck out this one time. They're like, this is your first time having an issue. We'll waive it this time. I'm like, well... Listen, I know my day's Friday, but this truck is out. I see it every day because they're different colors for the recycling. I go, it's out. It, 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 this is not a huge area I live in. So he could just swing down my street and pick up my can like he should have done last Friday. If he just would have got out of the truck, he would have noticed that it was not contraband. Recycle contraband. Did you, hear about, did you hear about the good news yesterday? No. Mike Tyson? He's, he's, he's going to face the consequences of punching that guy in the face oh. on the plane. We'll tell you what happened to Mike Tyson coming up. How pathetic can some people be? I love boxing. Boxing fans here? Yeah. Uh, and I don't like the Vegas fights. They're too showbiz. I like the real fights. Like Channel 291, 3.30 in the morning, and it's live. Just some guys beating a tar out of each other. I love those, because you can tell they have something at stake. They have, like, rent due tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I love that. Plus, they farm out the old geezer announcers to those fighters, like the 90-year-old sports announcers. I love those guys, because they got the best phrases from the 30s and 40s. I'm watching this fight. This one dude hits this other dude, just levels him. This 90-year-old geezer announcer goes, Oh, brother, he knocked him on the queer street. <laughs> How cool is that? In the 40s, that just meant you hit a dude really hard, but there's been a significant change in the meaning of the word queer, which I believe improves the phrase immensely. He knocked him on the queer street. He hit him so hard, he doesn't want to make love to women anymore. That's a hard shot, man. Change your sexuality. You're in the ring, I think, if I can just get through another couple of rounds. Wow. Uh, uh. 
Oh, that stung. Ass <laughs> of the day. 93.3 KZOC. Uh, the book, The Secret Garden. My daughter's reading it to me as part of her class. It's got to have the word queer in it 300 times. It's like a 350-page book. And it's on every... It's on pretty much every page. But when The Secret Garden was written, queer meant, you know, it was when you said something strange. So whenever somebody would say something that was strange, they would refer to it it said something quite queer. Oh, that's queer. so queer. That was very... Um, huh. I'm surprised I they allow know. that in school nowadays. I don't know how to tell my daughter, because she's in the middle of reading the book. I, I think I save it till the end, wait for it to be done, and be like, hey, by the way, that word that they use all throughout the secret garden... It also means yeah. this. Maybe pump the brakes on, on, on usage in the outside world because you might <laughs> you might get upset. Um, Mike Tyson got upset on April 20th. That's 420. That's like his holiday. Oh, he yeah. shouldn't be upset. But there was a jackass that was behind him on a plane. Drunk. And, uh, um, yeah, this guy is a, is a treat, by the way. We'll get to him in just a minute. Um, good news. He's not going to face charges for punching. Melvin George Townsend III. Um, the San Mateo District Attorney declined to file charges because of the victim's conduct and because the victim and Tyson both requested that the case be dropped. Now you're thinking, why would this guy want to drop the case? Because here you have Mike Tyson punching him. You could, you know, you could you could sue him for some. Some money. He's he's worth some money, and then you know settle out of court or something along. Maybe those they lines. already pre-settled. Maybe that's the, maybe they s- struck up something on the side. Tyson said that um, in the investigation that uh, this guy had thrown a bottle at him, and that's why he went ahead and turned around and started pummeling him. Uh, Melvin George Townsend the third is uh, uh, somebody who. Um, has done, he's got, as you like to say, Jeremy, he's got priors. Oh, okay. This guy's a real gem. He's both, he's he's served, tw- it's only 36, okay? He's served a 20-month sentence and a 15-month sentence in prison. What the hell is he riding in first class in JetBlue for? <laughs> hey, sometimes you get a good deal on an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> It's like this guy was arrested on. Let's see, I gotta find the the char the charges. This is his priors that you're talking about now. Yes, yes, these are his priors. His priors include um, possession of oxy. Now he's from Florida, so the law is a lot stricter there because in okay. California, th- this wouldn't even be a slap on the wrist in California. You would be like, um, you know, be given a, a job with uh, Gavin Newsom's counsel if, if this was your rap sheet. Um, <laughs> but in Florida, uh, he was charged with uh, possession of oxycodone, burglary, grand theft, fraud, trafficking stolen property, and that's according to a record search. So that landed him for a total of 35 months in jail, two years, three years in jail. This guy has served so far. And still finds time to get drunk on a plane and then pester Mike Tyson. Harass celebrities, yeah. Harass the wrong one. 
Yeah, but uh, good news for Mike Tyson. Um, bad news for Michael Thompson. Well, I guess it's okay news. I mean, he said he wanted the charges dropped as well. Michael George Townsend, sorry, the third. That's why he's privileged. Melvin George Townsend the third. The third, yeah. From Punta Gorda, Florida, huh. which is a really nice place. Um, is uh, is he, he must be privileged. He must come from a background where yeah, he's, well, he's flying first okay. class too. So yeah, it's okay sense. to run. It's okay to run amok. Uh, so just in, to, in first class of a jet blue plane. Just because, to play catch up here, he's in first class. He's drunk. He's harassing Mike Tyson to the point that Mike Tyson starts punching him in the face. Yes. Um, he says he's going to file. He hires an attorney. He's going to sue him. And now there's no charges. Uh, he's gone. To no, the- no, this guy never said he wanted to file charges. I, I'm surprised he didn't because there's a money trail. There. Yeah, but I know he hired an attorney because I remember reading about that on TMZ or something. Right, yeah, after, he said, like a day or two after it happened. Um, his attorney uh, said that he denied throwing the bottle at Mike Tyson and blamed the incident on being overly excited. Admitting some of the fault, so then he wasted money on an attorney when he didn't have to. He's Why privileged. You just say, I, I don't, don't want to, <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> I uh, struck up a, a a quarrel with one boxer named Mike Tyson. Uh, could you please uh, wire me some money so I can get an attorney so I can explore my options? And I'll need a flight from uh, Tampa to San Diego next week. I had to come up with another cool destination because Tampa's good enough. Yes, this guy is privileged. But um, good news is Mike Tyson's not going to jail. I don't. I don't think anybody thought that he should have gone to jail for what he did. And I, do you know what I like about this? Well, if Mike Tyson it, goes to jail. Will Smith has to go to jail. There you go. And you know what I like about this? It 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 shows that nobody's safe from a good old fashioned ass whooping if they're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Right? That's good. That's good. I like Thank that. you to the San Mateo district attorney who decided to drop the charges. And uh, kudos to Mike Tyson for standing up for uh, celebrities everywhere. They get pestered by idiots or on any flights. any of us that get pestered by idiots on flights. But Melvin George Townsend Third. Ooh, you're Jeff and Jeremy's. Once again, you're Jeff and Jeremy's. Dumbass of the day. <laughs> it's Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. All right, I've heard of it all now. This is quite a story. Um, this this company in Arlington, Virginia, is selling an item that helps um, scatter your loved one's ashes. And it's kind of like a shirt cannon. It's called the Loved One Launcher. <laughs> That's cool, actually. Does it do it like a big cloud of smoke? No, which is... <laughs> bomb which is awesome the end doesn't have to be a boring ride to the cemetery thanks to cremationsolutions.com you can now celebrate the life of your loved one and send them out in style with a bang with the loved one launcher the loved one launcher launches the remains of your dearly departed up to 75 feet through the air mixing creativity and festivity in the ultimate honoring experience of a life well lived I is this a real thing or is this a joke? This is a real thing. This is the video that they're using to market it. All I can see 
is Big Lebowski, the coffee can, the yes, wind. Yes. Like, this is going to go everywhere. And is if, are people going to want that? I want that. That's how I want to go. I want the loved one launcher. And don't, don't here's the deal. It's a T-shirt cannon, okay? So don't sh- don't sell it to my family for five thousand dollars because it just, you're capitalizing on my debt. It's okay? only three hundred and seventy-five dollars. Okay, all right. And you can also uh, use it to launch other things, like what? I'm just kidding. I don't know, I, but I'm sure you could, right? A flower. Here's the a, problem I have with it: when you launch it. Is it going to just launch right out of the cannon and then just spray this dust everywhere like in the Big Lebowski? Or is it going to, is there a way that you could rig it to where when you shoot it at the pinnacle of its trajectory, you can cause it to explode? And then when you cause it to explode, then those ashes will be carried by the wind. They'll be spread out on the ground below them. I mean, that would be kind of a fun way. I mean, think about it. You don't you want your ashes dumped into a river or something, which just means you end up in the ocean. No, no, no. Eventually, no. it was going to be on a beach uh, oh, okay. uh, up at a place called Pine Bar. Uh, okay, well, along. so then, so then, when the water level gets high, you'll be washed it down. Yeah, into but the I'm ocean. sure I'll be in the ground by then. I mean, whatever. But yeah, maybe this isn't a bad deal. Like you could go to your favorite spot where you want your ashes spread, and instead of just sprinkle them here or there, ba boom! You can get um, confetti shots to go with it as well. Uh, you can do biobel degradable confetti or standard confetti, and they also do streamers, and then you can be a part of the. I don't need any of that stuff. Love one be launcher. To, I want to go know. out in a, like, I want to be a cloud of smoke. Yes. That's what I want to be. A cloud of smoke and then dissipate. Uh, where's the full video? It says here. Look here, listen. The loved one launcher brings technology into the mix to both make the ceremony more dramatic and provide an effective method to release the ashes. Visit the website okay. today and find out more about the way to add a festive celebration to the end of one journey and the start of the next one with the loved one launcher. Wow. All right, there you go. Um, about it. They have, CremationSolutions.com. Yeah, I could share this on our, our page. Why don't I share it? And then... Uh, it looks like kind of like a super soaker. Like, you know, <laughs> it does, like, it you, does. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, the one where yeah, you pull yeah, the water yeah, yeah. up into it and you... And yeah, and not like the super soaker, like the ones that we had when we were kids, but the ones they have now, which is just this tube with a tube with a big plunger on it uh bring a little excitement to your to your funeral what, what how did we write this uh bring a little excitement to your i still think this thing's overpriced i bet you can find this somewhere else for a, a lot bring less a little excitement to your final moments see i don't like it because i see the still shot of the guy that had just shot it and there's a big puff of smoke right in his face yeah see that <laughs> is the problem <laughs> i don't know if that's the best way to go about it yeah and and you know i you actually i see i don't know where you're at i clicked on this link and i just i can't find the video or anything i just see cremation solutions cremation solutions.com Love yeah. one launcher. They have urns. They have, oh boy, they do it all. Look but you that. don't need a, a gun to do that. You can do it with your hands, you know? 
you can just grab a handful. And no, but the gun is kind of cool. It. it makes a bang, and then everything goes up in the air. And, you know, if you're going to put them out over a lake or something like that. Um, I have a friend whose mom, I forget what it's called, but they put his ashes on something, and they drove out in the middle of his favorite lake that he liked to bass fish on. And then they, they were out in a boat, and they put this thing in the water to float. They lit it on fire, and they pushed it away. And it's burned, and it sank to the bottom of that lake. And that's Cremation Solutions needs a needs a needs a better website. This this website is, looks right. like it's from nineteen ninety seven. Well, they're trying to get going here, you know. So, <laughs> uh, check out it. Check it out now. It's on our Facebook page at Jeff and Jeremy, and uh, you can click right there on the link. And God, this thing's been around, Jeremy. This thing's been around since twenty thirteen. December 29th, ninth, twenty thirteen is when they put that post on their website. That's insane. 93.3 KZOZ rocks. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. I don't know why. I This song got stuck in my head the other day. It was the Cheryl Crow song. Let me guess. Is it? All I want to do is have some fun. No. It was Soak Up the Sun. That's the same song, isn't it? Soak Up no. the Sun. All I want to do is have some fun. No, 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 Soak no. Because, because they were talking about gas prices, and, and there's a line in the lyrics, and she says, my friend the communist um, don't know diddly squat. I can't afford his gas, so I'm stuck here watching TV. I just want to soak up the sun. Oh, yes. Okay. I want to tell her. I don't know why that song was stuck in my head, and then I started thinking about, mm, I wonder what ever happened to Sheryl Crow, and weirdly enough, Sheryl Crow made it into relevance uh, today. They were asking her um, about people that come up to her and ask her for her autograph. This is this is fairly interesting. This is what she had to say. You have to tell me two I songs. I got a microphone. You got to tell me two songs off the last Everybody record. knows two songs. Not off the new album. Off the last record. I don't really know two songs. I'm just a video guy. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I'm funny. Two no microphones. Damn. That totally Damn. reminds me of the time that the girl I worked with, Brendan Fraser, came in to rent a car. And she and Brendan Fraser had just done the mummy, but you know, if you're not into that kind of movie, um, you you knew him from like Encino Man, and that was about it. And he came in to rent a car, and she comes running over because she recognizes him from movies and from commercials and from promotional posters and things like that. I didn't know who he was. I was renting him the car. So she comes over and she like interrupts me as I'm trying to, you know, sell him some insurance. Come on, man. I gotta get this guy to buy some insurance. What are you doing running over here? She says, Hey, are you somebody famous? And he says I guess you could say that, yeah. And she's like, you're in movies, aren't you? And he goes, yep. And she goes, what was your name? <laughs> People are so stupid. And he said, "He said, well, maybe you'll find out one day. <laughs> took the, didn't buy the insurance, by the way. Took the keys and walked off to his car. <laughs> That's great. Um, uh, and I, I was like, I, this was before the internet and all that stuff. So I was like, I don't know. Let's try to figure out what he does. And we did eventually figure out, oh, that's what that guy was in. But I think more celebrities should do exactly what Cheryl Crow did. And that is like when people come up and ask you for the autograph, say, 
have some sort of standard quiz. Like, why do you want my signature? Because if you want my signature, I'm giving you my signature. Who knows? You could be a play. You could you could be a, a plagiarist. You could be a, what do they call it? A, a counterfeiter, a forger. You could be you could be an expert at forging signatures, and you could steal my identity. I'm going to quiz you about how big of a fan you are. And then, maybe then, I'll give you my autograph. I don't know if people are forging, but I mean, I know people just want to have somebody's autograph to say they have it. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. And on one hand, I love that she did this. On the other hand, I think it Let's says, wow, it what kind of ego do you have on you? I got a microphone. You got to tell me two songs off the last Everybody record. knows two songs. Not off the new album. Off the last record. I don't really know two songs. I'm just a video guy. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Well, I mean, Pretty honestly, sure. it's like the soundtrack to our life. I want to see the soundtrack to our life. I love how the, guy, the other guy's like, um, you, yeah, all the songs you do are just the soundtrack to our life. Like this one. Um, I, I forget. Oh, um, yeah, that one. <laughs> she wanted two songs off the last album. Get over yeah, yourself. Everybody only knows you for the car wash song and... Is that this one or the Soak Up the Sun? And, the, and that you were married to Kid Rock, which was... She was? Yes. Yes. They did Wait, that. she... Were, were she they married or were they Rock? just dating? She was married to Kid Rock and she uh, was married to Lance Armstrong. Like, talk about a roller coaster ride for Sheryl Crow. Uh, Kid Rock. I know they did a song together and I thought they... I know they dated. I thought they got married. Uh, let's see. Did Kid Rock and Sheryl Crow ever have a relationship? Uh, oh, never mind. They didn't get married. Sorry, that's my bad. They both denied dating, even though they were seen together quite often. And apparently at the time, he was with Pam Anderson, but they were on the outs. Hmm. Anyways, remember they did that picture? Take your picture today. God, I even think we played it for a minute. Cheryl Crow, you badass. You go, girl. You know, her and Lance Armstrong, uh, they split up because she wanted kids and he did not because he had three kids from a previous relationship. Uh huh. Dodged a bullet on that one, didn't you, Cheryl? (laughs) You got out right at the right time. (laughs) Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Listen online at KZOZ.com. Don't forget, coming up here at about 8.40, we're going to give away some tickets to see Flogging Molly. They're going to be at the Vino Robles Amphitheater. And that also gets you in for the big gas grab. KZOZ.com, it's the SurfNet Communications poll question brought to you by SurfNet Communications, the leader in broadband internets. We're asking which broadcast team do you think will be the best? The one that Jeff and I hate the most is in the lead. <laughs> Apparently, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman have a name. 61% of people say that they think that is going to be the best team. Uh, Wow. Coming in second at 15%. The second worst. Maybe the most boring. Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth. Getting some nods. Jim Nance, Tony Romo at 7%. Also at 7, Kevin Burkhart and Tom Brady. And Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. Which I believe will be the best. And they'll be doing what, Jeff? Amazon. That's Thursday night football. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit get weekends off for the first time in a very long time for both of them. I mean, it's a, it's really a dream gig if you could think about it that in that aspect. 
because yeah. because for those one day a week those dudes have had to work weekends for as long as you can remember and and Amazon comes to us them and says hey guys you guys want to do Thursday games and they're like yeah we get weekends off yeah. Let's do this. Come on, what a great gig for Al Michaels. What's yeah. he done in the past twenty two decades besides every work one or two day a week? Yeah. But I mean but just during the football season. And then the rest of the year he's, you know, off to do whatever the hell he wants. He plays as much golf as he yeah, wants, but fish, whatever he does. Probably got grandkids, want to hang out with them on the weekends, you know, type of thing. And now now he just has to work to, on Thursdays. I know he likes to socialize. <laughs> so. Well, you know what? I, I hope that... Are you talking about the drunk driving thing? <laughs> yeah, I'd course. forgotten about that. 100% yeah. I'd forgotten about hey, that. Hey, listen, it happens to the best of everybody, right? Um, with Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet, if, in, what we think is true, and that is what they will be the most entertaining team, um, they'll need it because those Thursday night games are garbage. Garbage. Oh. Well, I mean, I know you've always hated him. I like Thursday night football, especially when you're playing fantasy, um, because it, it it just you know you look forward to it. Uh, it is a little tricky at times uh, because you have to manipulate your lineup a little bit uh, in case of injuries. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, what else am I going to watch on Thursday night? Grey's Anatomy? No, it's I mean, great. My wife already sucks me into that outside Listen, of football season. It's so. garbage. It's garbage, but I watch the garbage. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, it, but, it, but it is just such a terrible product because you got you got guys coming off of you know four days rest defenses struggle in those games it's offenses offensive struggle also I mean, struggle. Not, just they don't, they're not playing their best game on those thursday nights so anyways you can get over to uh, kcoc.com and let us know which team you think is going to be the best so joe buck and troy aikman will still be on fox correct no they have made espn the, they have made the move to espn yeah so there'll be monday night football Okay, Al Michaels, Kirk Street will be on Thursday Night Football. Kevin Burkhart and Tom Brady. Is that NBC? Sunday game of the week on Fox when Tom Brady retires. Uh, so that's okay. that's a while out. I mean, obviously, Street? at least no sooner than next season. Not this upcoming know, season, okay. but the one after. So Tariko and Collinsworth will be on NBC and Romo and Nance will be on CBS. Okay. Yeah, and I, I really don't know if it really matters. We have not seen Al Michaels and Kirk Street work together yet. But rank the order in which you like the lineups. So number oh, number okay. one, so I'll go Michael's Herb Street number one. I'll go uh, Nance two, and then number three is tough. It probably is Buck Aikman. Really? And then it's it's Burkhart and Tom Brady, and then at the bottom, Tariko. Oh, see, we had the first two as matches, and then it got bungled up after that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, Michael's, Buckin, aren't that. Michael's and Herb Street, Nance and Romo, one and two. Uh, then Tariko and Collinsworth, three. Uh, Buck and Aikman. It's a lot of Collinsworth. Buck and Aikman four, and Burkhart and Brady five. Just because I do think Tom Brady is is boring, and he sounds like a twelve year old when he talks. <laughs> well, yeah, but we don't know what it's going to be like. But yeah, I, I, it's the fountain I mean, of youth. Collinsworth to me just says the stupidest stuff, the most obvious stuff. He, yeah, I feel like he feels like he's talking to his ten-year-old, like, you know, daughter when he when he. Does I like Chris that. Collinsworth. I think he's good. I think he does a good job on the color. Maybe it's maybe he's good. A little enthusi- over enthusiastic at times, but still, um, he does Once a again, good. What else does he have? He does does a good job keeping you around in a game that um, 
that should be donezo. You know, he's like a lot of times. That's the problem. Every time he starts talking, every time, every if I had a nickel for every time, he's like, "Well, still a lot of time left." And it's like fourth fourth quarter, five minutes left. (laughs) These teams could get the ball six times apiece. (laughs) You just never know. (laughs) Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on ninety three point three KZOZ. Thirty percent of people said they hooked up with somebody or ended up having a relationship with somebody that. That is so. Survey. That is so bizarre to me that that number is that high. Like what? Uh, what guard well, is seventy percent of people haven't? I mean, I know, but the thirty percent's a lot. Three out of ten people travel a lot for business, and you know, you sit next to somebody, and you find out you're going to the same place, and then you're like, "Oh, give me your number." So, you know, is it the type of person that travels, or is it the? Like, I told you the story about the one time I was sitting in the back of the shuttle bus in San Jose, and the pilot and the flight attendants for an airline, which um, should go unnamed, but they're talking about going on strike. Um, What's it matter if you say the airline or not? I mean, it's like you're saying the pilot and the flight attendant's name. But, I mean, it's, it, might be sure a bad, it, it might be a bad look for the airline. I'm okay. sitting in the back. They don't know I'm sitting in the back. The pilot is sitting there talking to the stewardesses, and he's talking about the things they're going to do when they get back to the hotel room that night. <laughs> and then, and then, with more than yeah, two two uh, flight attendants. This was you know probably a decade ago, and one of them turns around and looks and sees me, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, "Hi," and wave my hand. Wave? <laughs> And they're like, oh, you know, we're just kidding, right? And then they shut up for the rest of the ride back to the double tree. So is it the type of you person? Have shut up. What, is, what is it about the airplane that is the aphrodisiac? That's what I want to know. What is it about the airplane that um, either lets people's guards down, um, whatever? Wait, I got to go back to this conversation of... How long was this conversation where they were talking about what festivities were going to happen when they got to the hotel room the th- with the three of them? It was the it was pilot. Like it was the pilot. Thirty seconds in a joking way, but also you could tell he was feeling out their openness to it, and they were laughing and joking back with him. And um, it was like you know, it was it was it was joking in nature, but then also. Definitely yeah, something. Some something yes, yes, something yeah. was going to happen that night as a result of this conversation. I believe that's what I that's what I picked up. There is something about being on an airplane, being vulnerable, meeting people. It is a it, it's a very intimate setting already because you're so close to somebody. Most of the time, I just look forward and try not to talk to anybody or close my eyes. Like if you're on the road a lot, I guess if you have to travel a lot for your job, you're looking for companionship. I get it, but thirty percent of biz- people are business that fly on planes are business travelers. I guess okay. Now that I talk it through, it seems like yeah, maybe that's okay because I, I how many what percentage of people are business travelers? It's got to be fifty percent, right? Sixty percent. Yeah. Twenty-three percent of people said they married somebody they met while traveling. So, and that could be on vacation too. Twenty-five percent said they met a friend on a trip. How many people divorced those people? Yeah, I don't know. Didn't go into that. Because I, here's the thing: everything is great when you're on vacation, right? Because you don't have the the 
You leave. No, you're there to have a good time. Yeah, you leave. You're not worried about work or responsibilities. You're leaving all that out. You leave all the real world behind, and everything is fun, and everything is fresh, and everything is new. It's like dating somebody that that has the same music interests as you. You're like, oh, I must have a lot in common with this person because they have the same music interests. I've done that before. Did you ever meet anybody while you were on a vacation? I, when I was, uh, 13, I met, yeah, okay. uh, we were up at a, in the, in the yes. woods at this fishing camp. If you're counting and 13, then yes. Okay. <laughs> these, the, the, the people that ran it, their granddaughter was there. And, uh, oh man, I couldn't stop thinking about her. I, I couldn't wait till two years later we went back and I was still thinking, I wonder if she'll be there. She wasn't. She was. She was pregnant and brought her boyfriend. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, stick around. Coming up, we're going to give away some tickets to Jim Gaffigan. we got Queen on the way, too. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. Tag, let it go, Elon Musk. I, I do think that it was not correct to uh, ban Donald Trump. I think that was, that was a mistake. It alienated a large part of the country and did not ultimately result in Donald Trump not having a voice. And so... I think this could end up being, frankly, worse than having a a single forum where everyone can debate. So far, this guy's saying everything that I want to hear. I mean, I agree that these platforms, they should not be banning people unless there's, like, malicious bullying, picking, uh, uh, I don't know, whatever, cyber, whatever, threats. threats. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, unless you're really causing harm. So good for him. I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see where Twitter's at in a year from now. Maybe even in six months from now. It'll be very interesting to see where Twitter's at. Yeah, I don't know. In the next fall election around November. I still think that the SEC and the government are going to figure out a way to block this. And that might, to block what the the purchase or to block the purchase? Yeah, I mean they could they 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 still have as the administration likes to say a lot of tools in the kit that they could use in order to make this not happen and i believe they when it when it comes down to it and it becomes it comes down to the last minute something will happen that will block the sale of twitter that means maybe somebody else will move in um and 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 put in a higher bid or i mean there's there's a lot of things uh, they could devalue the tesla stock through po- policy making it impossible for him to to uh, buy it, I, I, it's too important to them to be able to limit the marketplace of ideas. Because um, if it's just their narrative that is going out, then they shape the they shape all policy, and that's what gives them power. Power is more important to a lot of people than than anything else, and and that's no, why know. people get into politics is for the power. Yeah, they love power. So we I, need I kinda, I'm not need holding like out re- hope. We need to like a uh, reset on politics, and I don't term just limits. mean in, who's in power. No, I'm not talking about that. Term limits. That's all you have to do is term limits. But no, but no politician yeah, is no, ever going to talk about term limits or run on a on a platform of term limits because if they did that, that means they'd be out of a job in eight years. I think what I'm trying to say is we need to reinvent these roles and exactly what uh, how much power they have and duty they have because and i think a lot of people feel that way and even it, it doesn't even matter what side that you fall on if you fall on either if you're in the middle i just think we could all agree that yeah there's just too much too much power happening for these positions well and, and i i think we could we're smart enough 
<laughs> to make our own decisions. We don't need other people making decisions for us, okay? We need we need assist helping do the right thing. That that's what we really remember. Need. They're supposed to work for us. That's that's how that. Well, works. yeah, that's, true. that's uh, true. But that's not how it's working. We give them money to help themselves out, and it's 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 so annoying. Before also, we move on to the next one, though, uh, I just want to play these last comments from Elon Musk because he does believe there should be a line in the sand somewhere. There's a general question of should was it Twitter have permanent bans? Permanent bans should be extremely rare and really reserved for accounts that are bots or uh, spam scam accounts. Okay, so there you go. Hashtag Brett Favre in trouble again. Oh, is it more selfies? No, it's not. On the toilet? There's no croc. crocs. No croc selfies. Uh, the Mississippi, Mississippi Department of Human Services is suing Brett Favre's and other... Uh, Athletes and business people. Um, three former pro wrestlers and several other people and businesses. Uh, they're trying to recover millions of dollars of misspent welfare money that was in- intended to help some of the poorest people in the United States. The lawsuit says that the defendants, including Brett Favre, squandered more than $20 million in, in uh, money from the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families Anti-Poverty Program. What? Yeah. The suit was filed really? less than two weeks after a mother and son who ran a nonprofit group and an education company in Mississippi pled guilty to state criminal charges tied to the misspending. So apparently, he's taking this money that is available to needy people, but he's not a needy person. Brett Favre, he's probably made a lot of money in the NFL and from endorsements. He is uh, he is uh, being sued by the state of Mississippi, his home his home state. Try to get the money back with a bunch of others. Uh, also, uh, Brett DiBiase, who was the million dollar man's son, Ted DiBiase. Okay, um, the, all the DiBiases are being su- sued. Those are the wrestlers, uh, his father and his brother, Teddy. DiBiase, that's Junior. They were also pro wrestlers. And Ted DiBiase, you remember the Million Dollar Man? Ted DiBiase? I do. I, well, I remember the name. I don't know if I really remember him. Million Dollar Man was great, man. He run around just throwing money at people. <laughs> yes, that's right. I do remember that now. Now we know where he got his million dollars from. The state of Mississippi. <laughs> Hashtag, she's still a weirdo. Madonna is selling three very not safe for work, not for I don't know, it's charity. Don't we know. set out to create something absolutely and utterly connected to the idea of creation and motherhood. Using the opening of each video is essentially me giving birth, whether I'm sitting on a tank in a post-apocalyptic city or I'm in a hospital bed in a very sterile laboratory environment. I'm doing what women have been doing since the beginning of time, which is giving birth. But on a more existential level, I'm giving birth to art. Uh, this is for charity, excuse me. It's to raise money uh, to help women and children affected by war in Ukraine. Boy, these these celebrities, these martyrs, they're coming out of the woodwork. You know, Bono, it's all of them, you know. Like, 
All of a sudden, oh, yeah, we're doing all these. What about the people here in the United States that need your help? What about all the hungry people, the sick people? What about the people that don't have homes? What about the bus drivers? Where have you been for the past, you know, 30 years of your life that you've had hundreds of millions of dollars to help them? What about the bus maybe she has bus drivers in the city of Seattle that are having to inhale fentanyl fumes from people smoking it right behind them as they're sitting on the bus? And they're falling unconscious while driving a bus around town. Uh, nobody should do anything for those people. No. They made their decision. They oh, defunded the police. Driver? Crime is at an all-time high. Downtown is becoming a ghost town. People are moving out because of the increase of drugs and crime. And it's all because their city council decided to fire their police chief and lay off Hundreds of police officers have let people smoke fentanyl pills on the yeah, on the buses yeah. on the on the metro buses of, of the I city of Seattle. I am done with Seattle. I am done with Portland. If that is your mindset, you're an idiot. And I'm sorry. I don't care what side. This has nothing to do with politics. If you don't think you need somebody there to protect the public and make sure that law and order is there, then you're an idiot. Get out. Get out. Burn it down. Burn it down. As a matter of fact, I talked to a ton of people. Um, I don't know, I have a ton, uh, 10, I would say 10 that are moving from the west side to eastern Washington uh, because this is where Jeff and I are from, and uh, they're done with it. They are done with the mindset over there, and they don't feel safe. They don't feel safe. Stick around. Too bad it was a beautiful city. Oh, God, it was so amazing. I mean, right on the water. I mean, you've seen it. So many things going many, for that Many city people too. have moved to it from this state. Uh, 90 minutes away from the mountains to go skiing. You could be downtown Seattle, have breakfast, go 90 minutes, put on your skis or your snowboard, go down the mountain, have yeah. a full day, and be back to your hotel in downtown Seattle and go to a show that night. By the way, don't the ride game. the bus. If you're going to Seattle, don't ride the bus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm a big proponent of not riding the bus in any major city. I've ridden the BART. That is disgusting as well. I don't think it was fentanyl, but something stunk bad. 93.3 KZOC rocks the 805. Subscribe to the Jeff and Jeremy podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. It's your Central Coast commute-friendly podcast.